Well, 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 good day to you folks, and welcome back to this latest edition of the What's What podcast. All right, guys, first things first, who is going to be buying the $1,800 trash bag that Balenciaga debuted last week? Anyone? I sure as hell hope that's a joke. Um, I think we all would like to think it was a joke, but the launch of the bag is real, and it comes in typical garbage bag colors like black and white, as well as blue and yellow. It's not nice of them. I just feel like this is turning trash into treasure to a whole new level. But for me, I think I'm going to just stick to hefty. (laughs) That's what's in the budget. (laughs) Celeste, I love how you actually took a sustainability point of view for this entire thing. It's so it's so you. Anyway, before we get this show on the road, uh, let's actually introduce who is here to help us cover all of our amazing topics. I'm your host, Matt Marcotte, joined today by Alex Drinker. Hello. Celeste Richardson. Hi. Vlad Hanslick. Hello. And Mariam Shaheen. Hello, hello. Well, it's quite a full cast today. And it's not just because Vlad is going on paternity leave next week, which we will miss you, of course, Vlad. But we are also tackling a huge topic. And the topic is, should brands be taking more control of their marketing efforts? Oh, I feel like that's a very loaded question. A lot of possibilities. Do you keep it in-house? Do you outsource? Do you take a hybrid approach? Thank God we have Mariam mm-hmm. here, by the way. It's true. There is a lot to unpack with this one. So, Mariam, <laughs> any thoughts? Well, yeah, no, I think um, the world we live in today has become a lot more dynamic than ever. And reaching consumers requires reaching them across fragmented channels. And so what do you do when it's becoming so dynamic? And the reality is um, media is also becoming a lot more addressable. That means you can target different people with different messages and optimize in real time. So it changes how you go to markets, whether it's in-housing or out-housing. Let's call it right-housing by making sure what you do in-house should be done in-house, whereas you're outsourcing the stuff that, you know, you don't need to be managing in-house. What do you think, Dad? Well, it's very fair, Mariam, and I think quite hard to argue with. We can definitely sit on the fence, but I would say in-housing, the execution of marketing efforts has become a lot more feasible because marketing technology has automated and simplified many of the tasks that companies used to need agencies for and no longer need them for. On top of that, I think data is broadly recognized as a source of competitive advantage. So I really think it's no wonder that CG companies want to take more control of building their own unique data assets on their consumers. I'm sorry, I was still laughing about the in-housing, out-housing thing. I just started my juvenile brain. But anyways, there's, I feel like there's a really tight rope act for CG companies, they're having to make deliberate choices on what to insource versus what to outsource across what I would say is three key activities. There's consumer data collection and management, there's marketing planning and activation, and then there's marketing analytics. Right. All really important. But let's go back to our expert, Mariam. And before we dive into the pros and cons strategies and all that kind of stuff, what are you hearing from companies in the CG world on this in-house outsource tug of war struggle? So I think the big question right now with CG companies is what do we do with our big budgets? How do we make sure that we're reaching the right consumers at the right time with the right message now that we have all these different platforms available to us? And then how do we measure that impact? I think Matt, you've heard me say this before. One in three media dollars globally is spent from a consumer goods company. So get the crazy. Right. And second, getting it right is critical. For the big ones, the wastage is tremendous. And for the smaller ones, you need to be smart enough to outpace your competition. 
And so the hot topic right now is collecting first party data. I'm not going to go off on a tangent on this, but at its core, these brands want to show up in a more relevant way to their consumers. And so the smarter CG companies are shifting their focus to what they do with that data and how they activate that data versus the fight on, of collecting that data. And so I'm excited to see how this topic evolves as more companies focus on getting creative and how they bring all the data points across their business solidified on a platform to really activate their campaigns in a much more creative and personalized way for consumers. So, I mean, there's no escaping it. You need data if you want to show up better for your consumers. Mariam, thank you so much. And you're just shedding so much light on this topic. So when we really think about data collection and data management, it's highly complex and collecting your own data may create a competitive advantage, but it also requires significant cost and effort. So if you're in-housing, there are some pros and I think Vlad is going to battle me out with a few cons. So uh, we're going to break it down. <laughs> oh, I love a good pro-con list. Of course. Right, right? Okay. So first off, it may create a competitive advantage by building a unique and differentiated and valuable understanding of consumers, including consumption patterns. But it also can provide ownership and control and unlimited access to the data. And finally, it allows data to be leveraged in different parts of the business, like in service or sales and supply chain. So there's there's a lot of different facets that you can look through. That sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and there's a lot of S's that you just actually went through. Anyway, Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want you to get too sucked into the nice and shiny elements. So that's really an worse than S. But anyway, there are some downsides and we should definitely talk about those, right? 100% Matt. I love... You want to talk about the Vlad? Here we go. <laughs> I love the good cons list. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, or rather the things. With outsourcing, you can get immediate access to data on a broad audience, both customers and non-customers. Outsourcing lowers the cost of data collection and management. To be more specific, the cost essentially gets spread over all the different companies that are using the same agency. It's a little bit like our customers using Salesforce and chipping in for our fantastic technology. Outsourcing also limits the effort needed from CG companies, and it gives you great access to specialized data talent. And finally, it offloads the management of data security and privacy issues to someone else so you don't have to deal with it, which I think is pretty great. Hmm. Makes me think of a song. I always feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> and I got no privacy. Seriously, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Literally, what's wrong? Lots. Too much. <laughs> oh my God, Mariam, please help. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here because my sandwich, I love karaoke. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe we should go back to Vlad for another one. Oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Let's talk about data sets. That's definitely where it's at. I mean, I spent the last five years at agencies, and I can tell you in every pitch, what it comes down to is the data story, the data set, the, the approach to, to data. So, and major agencies are investing in acquiring or building their own consumer data sets with wide coverage. From Dentsu to Publicis, WPP, Omnicom, all big fours. Each agency has its own approach to activating data. And the quality is different. The scale is different. And they all differ depending on the market because what's, you know, what, what, what you could do in the U.S. is different to what you could do in Europe and in Asia. And so really at the end of the day, brands are looking for an agency that complements them when it comes to data sets. And so those are what the top global players are doing and recognizing. But Matt, I think... 
what's going on in the U.S. is really interesting too. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, major player uh, Horizon Media, that's kind of an interesting one, right? They created this partnership with TransUnion to provide its data platform, Blue, with a people-based identity. And TransUnion has a very large data set, which covers all U.S. adults and has a, get this, a 99.9% match rate. That's, of course, very impressive, man. And I think it's actually quite similar to what... <laughs> you sound so impressed. I mean, seriously, I you want to be like the point one. I, I am not impressed at all, actually. <laughs> well, I have another you, one man. for you guys. Omnico Media Group. I think they're doing something quite similar to that, actually. Um, they're trying to build this comprehensive database of U.S. consumers to help companies drive precision marketing and precision insights. And I think they even let CG companies manage their own first-party consumer data on their Omni platform. So maybe you can get the best of both worlds with those. Right. And I think, Vlad, that is absolutely true, right? And com company proprietary consumer data and agency consumer data can actually complement each other. 100%. Because you know what matters almost as much as the consumer ID? What? The context. Actually, the context. Obviously, where you are, the, you know, the weather effects. I mean, it's affecting my mood right now. It's so hot. <laughs> but um, the context matters. And so combining their data sets with a consumer's and um, with, the, with their own data sets with the agency data sets can really bring out the best. And the best brands will recognize that and deliver the best of both worlds. Yeah. And, and Mariam, tell me if you agree with this, right? Company proprietary consumer data can actually help identify the most attractive lookalike audiences in broad-based agency data sets, right? Absolutely. That's how you narrow down what you're going to do. That's how you decide. It's, it's almost like the brief, right? So if I can find people who look like me, I can then scale my efforts and impact more people with the right message at the right time. Mm -hmm. And agency consumer data can help enrich the company proprietary data sets with additional information, potentially including contact info too. I mean, what a partnership. Company data, agency data, it seems like there's a lot of good wins here. So Mariam, I know that there are a lot of CG companies that are focusing their on attention on collecting their own data on their consumers. Can you kick us off with, you know, who's kind of top of mind? Mm. Sure. I think every every CG company, like I said, is not talking about collecting um, collecting first party data. And so let's talk about Unilever. Unilever are focusing on bringing more first party consumer data in-house while collaborating with agencies to power that. And so their big focus is on activating and measuring more relevant campaigns more efficiently. They set a goal, I think, to reach a billion direct consumer relationships. I know Coke have set a goal for like two billion. Everyone's talking about billions of direct relationships right now. And so everyone is after collecting that data set. I'm just trying to find some brands, like 10 relationships. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do we have an agency for that? Anybody? Is there going to help Alex? No? This is a bit of an aside, but did you guys know there's almost 8 billion people in the world now? It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's but, crazy. I'm sorry. Thanks for that, Brain Man. I don't know what I'm talking about. I should really be talking about General Mills because General Mills <laughs> are also doing exciting things with connected commerce. They collect first-party data with connected commerce. And they launched a Hagen Das mobile app in China, where there are 1.4 billion people living, um, which enables consumers to locate stores, place orders, pay, and sign up for loyalty rewards so they get more ice cream, which I think is very cool. But they're doing more. They're also trying to collect first-party data from their brand websites. So as a consumer, you can go on the bettycrocker.com website to look for some recipes. 
And these recipes are linked to retail websites. So when you as a consumer click on one of these links, General Mills gets to track the data and keep the data. It's all fine and good, but CG companies need to have a strong set of capabilities to succeed in in-house data collection and management. And we've seen people do it well and not so well. So what do you do to do it well? First, there's people. We're talking data privacy roles like a data protection officer. You've got data engineers and scientists. You have marketing talent that can design and execute against the data collection strategy. And then there's the technology piece, which is around data storage solutions, data consolidation and identity resolution solutions, and then con consent management platforms, name a few. And then finally, the process. So there's data privacy tool, uh, data privacy protocols, consent management processes, test, learn, and measure processes to refine data collection, and processes to leverage consumer data across the org well beyond marketing. So amazing, amazing stuff. But I guess my question would be, what should brands actually like do about all of this? So um, here's my view in life. Anything that's worth doing is not easy. And so this <laughs> Thank is- Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to end exit stage. Yeah, I'm done. Exactly. Out. <laughs> exactly. My job done. Um, but, but, but it is doable. I'd start with recognizing first and foremost that data exists across a number of touch points in your business. It's not just advertising or on your e-com site. Data collection is possible at every point a consumer, at every touch point a consumer has with your brand. And so before embarking on the billion uh, relationships journey, I would start with setting the right foundations to connect the current data that you have and create a single source of truth. So first, I would say build a trust-based first-party data asset, tracking consent, preferences, and compliance with consumer privacy laws so that you don't leave any information or any data point um, untapped. And the second thing is create a single source of truth, ingest and unifying data from anywhere to reconcile customer identity is really key to unlocking uh, the potential that data can have on the business. I mean, cue the CDP conversation now. Well done. But <laughs> yeah. Good segue. You should be a lonely man. Thanks, Mariam. I don't quite frankly have anything to add on the marketing side, but I'm trying to be on the Salesforce brand. So I'm going to say that you can personalize every engagement across not only marketing, but also commerce, service, sales, loyalty, you name it. Also, companies in this space should think about supercharging their analytics. With all this data in their hands, they can make better and faster decisions. And maybe even with some help from AI if they dare. Ooh, it's you being provocative. Yeah, glad. Wow. Where that's a fast the end there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would say that's a fun breakdown on data collection and management, as fun as that topic can be. And on the next edition of the What's What podcast, we'll talk about the other marketing areas and the benefits of in housing or outsourcing those and what this all means. So, Stay tuned. Matt, I think I kind of took your spot. But I mean, I first of all, like, I, it, that, A, that's the worst cliffhanger ever. <laughs> Secondly, you literally just stole my thunder. Am I like losing my job? I didn't know about this. <laughs> I thought, potentially, I thought Stranger Things left us on the edge pretty badly. So I thought I'd kind of leave you guys the same way. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll about that up. Bye. Anyway, thanks everyone for all the great insights. And we will catch you next time on the What's What? Until then, have a great week, everyone. Bye.